What's going down, podcast listener? Welcome back to the Symbiosis Now podcast. I'm Tyler Colombero, and I'm the host of the show. And on this show, we like to have a good conversation. Every episode, guaranteed. All in hopes of inspiring you to get out there and have your own open conversations with a friend, a family member, or maybe even your enemy. Each episode, we star a special guest where we have an in-depth, action-packed, often intellectual, spiritual, practically psychedelic, and all-inclusive types of conversation. And we have a good fucking time with it. So folks, you can find us online where the Symbiosis Now Network, where there's some links to the podcasts, plural podcasts, because we have a couple others underneath the network blanket. And without further ado, let us voyage into the yonder of conversation with our very special guest on the Symbiosis Now podcast. You got a website now too, bro. Yeah, dude. Son of it's a... been up for a while, but hey, it's time to talk about it. It's time to let people know, you know. I was going to say, link, isn't it LinkedIn? One of those LinkedIn where where uh, people have it on their Instagram bios. You just click that and it sends it to sends them to all their different uh, their different Instagram pages, their website, their if they have an online store, those types of things. I feel like it's kind of cool, but it's kind of a weird like social media platform. That's what I've seen from LinkedIn. I feel like it's this weird version of like a social media platform. But basically, you're right. Like it has like people. Uh, and all their credentials and, mm-hmm. and if they've been in publications and, and what they recently posted on Facebook or whatever. Like, it's kind of all connected. It's all linked, right, to, like, know how to contact this person or what this yeah. person's done. And I've used that for some of the podcasts uh, to research some of the guests on some of this uh, Cali Ag podcast work that I've been doing, mm-hmm. the other podcast that you had asked about before we started recording, which is another podcast that I'm sure most listeners that are tuning in weekly or biweekly or whatever the fuck you're tuning in have heard about but it's going good got the doctors on there hitting up the real deals hitting up the homies hitting up good friends that are deep in the ag game Mm -hmm. we got good stuff coming your way if you guys like agriculture you like me ranting about plantings you know it's another game yeah so that's what i was asking you have a whole network now like it's not just symbiosis now podcast there's a symbiosis now network right I'm trying to make multiple podcasts under a network blanket, essentially, but the hopes of that to be truly symbiotic, like, you know, have different levels of connection and different topics, really. You know what I mean? Like this, the Symbiosis Now podcast always has been like, <clears throat> let's talk about it. Let's get psychedelic with it. Let's just branch off of an idea to an idea. And that's okay because we got to talk about some of this shit, right? Uh, the Cali Ag Podcast is more like what's going on in agriculture, more specific to California agriculture because it's mm-hmm. a huge, it's a huge thing in the United States and in the world. It's represented around the world, so it's really something cool and close to my heart that I like to be involved with. You know, I feel like I'm getting to implement my my communication skills and my, uh, you know, the the brief knowledge that I may have that I've learned and. Uh, get to talk to other people that have way more knowledge than me, educate me and the listener on some cool ass shit, honestly, bro. Sometimes like the most recent episode was about biochar. It changes the game, it changes the game, but it's not heard about that much. And that's what the type of shit I like to talk about on this podcast is why is biochar changing the game with agriculture, but yet it's not that heard of. 
hmm, maybe because it would fix too many things. Maybe it's an investment up front, but certain chemical companies have to keep pushing their pharmaceutical product to the farmers to feed the plants, right, and the soil and the organisms and whatever you want to call chemical warfare. And I, I don't feel too strongly about it to think that it's not necessary. And I talk about that a lot on the Cali Ag podcast, but I also feel like I get to talk to experts and actually what they what these implementations affect, how it actually works, the science behind it, not just opinions. I feel like this podcast, the Simos Now podcast, more heavily opinionated, right? It's it's fun, it's entertainment, but it's a lot of opinions. The the Cali Ag podcast is more of an educational podcast. Mm. You know, it's like meant to 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 share the word of what's going on in Cali Ag, and that is like all facets of it. Um, I had Louis Long, shout out to Louis Long on that podcast, talk about hydraulic, the hydrologic cycle and um, the King's River and different watersheds and how water changes landscape over time and talk about how, uh, how everyone always says we need more dam water in the state of California, but the state of California has a dam on like every river except for like two. So it's like a, not a really good argument, valid argument just up front, but it sounds good. It's catchy. We need that damn more water. Well, where's the dam going to go? And you have a reservoir to put it there. That means you have to clear that space. It means nothing's going to grow on it for a long time. Instead, you have shit like Tulare Lake now filling up. And we talked about it on that podcast, but it was it's more of an uh, educational format on that podcast. Sometimes I like to talk about the reality of like, huh, it happens. You drained it to grow crops. No offense, don't be so sad when it's going to fill back up again because it's a fucking lake basin. That's when I never understood about the swamp and like Louisiana and shit. It's like, yo, how are you guys going to keep building on this shit if like another hurricane's just coming next week or some shit? Like I don't ever understood it, but people do. And they have the right to do that, I guess, right? It's just weird. What's what's the latest on that Tulare? What is the Tulare Lake? Right, it's yeah, it, it's coming back, baby. It's, it's back, baby. Apparently, it's like twenty miles wide, or some shit, bro. At its widest point. And that, the houses that were built on that area are like going underwater, or anybody that's driven out from Fresno to Morro Bay, in that way to Pismo or whatever. Usually, you take the same fucking highways. Forty-one. Mm-hmm. And when you go out forty-one, you eventually get to Kettleman City. Everybody knows mm-hmm. it because it's the only place for a long time. Yeah. If you need something, that's where you're stopping most likely. There's a Starbucks, right? Everyone's like, oh, you know, there's a Taco Bell. Like, you know, we're over here, like, yo, we just need to walk the dogs real quick, change the boy, and we gotta drive on. Maybe we'll get Starbucks too. Fuck it, need some coffee on the way. I hit In and Out every time. In and Out, that. right? <laughs> yep. But everybody knows Kettleman City exactly. Yeah. Well, that was the historic like boundary almost where this lake would go to. From Tulare, it was the biggest freshwater lake west of the Mississippi River. No shit. So, like, this Bigger part than... of North American continent, not including Canada, I don't know, the United States, it was, like, the biggest fucking lake. And so eventually... what dried it up? It well, eventually, there was different implementations for different watersheds. Um, you could look at, like, a water, like, a artery system running mm. across the land. And if you start saying, like, hey, I'm going to channel all of this artery this way... And these capillaries, they're all going to channel this way only. You're only going to have a few main arteries, like big veins of water, right? And that's not what we have. But it's how we move water and make it available to mass populations. But it's also kind of like you, sh- you strip everything else in between. So then, therefore, you start also just dwindling the supply that a lake could have. Then you start pumping it off into another one that goes out to the ocean. And you continue that process at a certain point for decades 
in the meantime, it's going to fill up anyways. But you could grow stuff there in the meantime, right? It's fertile land when you when you don't have a lake bed anymore. But that lake bed is like so historic to where like Native Americans be like, there's photographs, bro, of like Native Americans like full, like on this huge thing, like this huge body of water. Mm-hmm. People used to like hunt like birds and shit like a mofo out there. Like it's pretty crazy to think it's like part of California that's missing. But we decided to, for whatever reason, move water away from it. Basically, move the rivers away from that lake, or rivers emptying into that lake. Right. People could say, "Oh, well, you're just pumping that water out to the to the ocean." You hear that a lot with farmers. But in this situation, yeah, because it was designed that way by man, not by nature, and not by them, like the government conspiring against the farmer. Like I don't think that's really what the case is. It's like people wanted to keep pumping it off into the vessel, the San Joaquin, to make it go out into the ocean again, right? But it would historically settle and become a lake, right? Meaning it doesn't move out to the ocean necessarily. But that's the next reservoir that it's going to land in, right? So there's a lot of rivers that would end up landing in that at the end, a lot of creeks and shit that ultimately would land into the Tulare Lake Basin, or whatever, which is like the grand scheme of all watersheds, right, in in this location of California that we're kind of in right now. In Raley, California, you know. But we're talking about like Tulare, yeah, but Fresno County makes billions of dollars of revenue and farm like every year. So you know for sure if we're talking big money, we'll do what it takes. That's what people would do back in the day too. Like they lifted Chicago like a foot off the ground or some shit because it was flooding or some shit, bro. I don't know how they did it. They literally like jacked up buildings and shit. It's just, it's history. Look it up on no Google shit. and shit. Yeah. But I, so people do wild shit. They'll do what they can to make it happen now, you know. Um, now there's a lot of regulations, so it seems like a lot of things don't get done. Our tax dollars are getting like spewed around. Not enough stuff is getting done, so we're all kind of mad. But generally speaking, people used to just get shit done. Hardworking people would just step in and do it. You know, there's no red tape. It was just like let's do it. Just like all the reason why all these watersheds kind of come to like L.A. and go to mass cities is because people wanted those water rights before anyone else claimed them and said we're gonna dig this fucking canal across the whole state we're gonna make jobs you know everyone's like yeah and all these guys dig this fucking shit and make this immaculate amazing canal all the way up and down the state it's crazy to see Mm -hmm. the different canals but damn made fucking dudes do it and shit and it created jobs and it created a waterway but now look at what it's doing it's drying out everything in between you could say in between those main vessels of water of water you know Mm -hmm. which i need because clearly i have cotton mouth or some shit and they did it without even realizing the repercussions, basically. Or the inevitable per- percussions, but save it till tomorrow, like we often do in agriculture. We save it till tomorrow. Like, our grandchildren will inherit this soil, but they'll figure something out by then to fix it, you know? But will they? Because the damage will be done, whatever it is. Whatever it is, if we talk about emissions and all this climate shit that people are worried about, like, it's like, I think it's a little too far gone to just band-aid up. Like, you know, we'd have to go in the reverse direction for like five times longer for it to even be a noticeable difference or something. And I'm not just making that up. It's just logically like to reverse like the amount of plastic on the earth. Like to clean it up is like not possible to say I'm taking every piece of plastic off the face of the earth. It's not possible. It's just not possible. Only God himself, right, if he came down. So let the be plastic be lifted like, you know, maybe, right? But there ain't nothing in the world that can sort that, find it all. So much of it's buried. And most of those bottles have water inside them. 
and the lid's tight and the water's not going anywhere for millennia. So the water's trapped in that little bottle and there's a million of them in the ground that have a little bit of water in them. But if you added that water up, that might be like some five gallon buckets full of water. But if you multiply that times a billion, because that's how much we're talking about, it's a lot of water missing from the equation that we may never get back in our lifetime. That's for sure it won't. So like those kind of things, like we can't even back up things. So when we try to make like new laws and stuff, it's like, yo, I think we'd have to radically change our our direction here. That means uh, foundations have to change like completely, like the entire foundation of the infrastructure of whatever said system has to completely change. And we're not down to do that. We always retrofit shit. <laughs> always retrofit shit in life, you know? Yeah. But folks, just to get to the main point here, we're here with Tigre on episode 149 of the Symbiosis Now podcast. We're here with Tigre, the cultural icon, the local legend, and a cool fucking dude. Damn. Wow, thank you for the kind words, bro. Yeah, dude. I'm super happy to have you here, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, man. I think the last time I was here was right after 100, right? Or somewhere somewhere around that. Um yeah, some some new things going on. Like I said, with you know your your new uh, your new network, which I haven't I haven't gotten the chance to listen to too much of the Cali Ag pod, podcast or much of the Symbiosis now recently. But you know, not to say I won't. Podcasts aren't for everybody. I understand that, and it's not always the time for it, bro. Yeah, time is definitely. I've gotten a lot less time lately. You know, shout out to the ones that are work. listening when they're working because they can, because right. that's a big part of where podcasts live. People don't talk about. That's why they <laughs> took off during the pandemic. That's why so oh, many podcasts yeah, were listened to during the pandemic was because people were working at home and they could, they could type some bullshit while they're listening to podcasts and just completely tune out because they didn't have to think about anyone else in the office getting mad at them or whatever if they're laughing because something's funny or whatever, bro. Like I did that. I know I'll be looking at bugs under a microscope during 2020, bro, in an entomology lab. Shout out to Wilson Lab. I'd be counting like moths or stinky bugs under a fucking microscope with a mask on, all stupid, but I'd have headphones in. I'd be listening to podcasts. <laughs> you know, I'd be listening to all the good ones, too. And I'd be laughing and giggling, bro, and people were like, what's up? And I'd be like, no, I'm just listening to this podcast. Bro. They'd just be like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all of us would be. Either we'd be listening to music or we'd be listening to like some kind of podcast, audio book, some shit like that. And, like, people did that before, but to a new level during the pandemic, for sure. People be listening to podcasts and shit like that, you know? Like, so I feel like uh, podcasts now are very diluted. Like, there's so many of them. So I understand that my podcast's not high up on the ranks, but I love doing it, bro. I feel like that's the point of podcasts, man. And that's the point of the Symbiosis Now Network is just to stimulate conversation. It always should happen. Right. So let's just keep doing it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because some people keep talking about it going away. Right. People keep talking about free speech going away. You know, I don't know if I buy that bullshit. I think it's all just rhetoric. You no, know, I don't think I buy it either, man. It's getting voting season, people. It's going to get even wilder with UFOs and whatnot. It's going to get even wilder, bro. Which I want to ask you about. What do you think about this UFO shit? Have you been on the ups? About the UFOs that they're finding and then these whistleblowers. <laughs> coming out saying hey uh, there's been bodies and shit that they've collected before and shit i mean i have theories bro but i i'm i don't i don't know too much on the subject uh none of us do 
Yeah, I, I, and I haven't delved into it like crazy, like just looking at all the conspiracies. But I have my own theory, bro. I think it's like us from the future. Yeah. If I had to say it was anything, I think yeah. it's us from the future, like just trying to protect ourselves and steer us the right way. Um, you know, how believable that is, I don't know. That's just my own theory, you know. Bro, I think that all the time. Us from I the think future? That all the time, yes. Like, like it's another, or it's not us from the future. It could be. Or it's just, there's another level of human that's like ahead of a human. We just, like, we can never see it. Like, I, I describe, like, certain insects a lot on this podcast. Like I said, like, I'm into insects. I like to work in bug labs and, and look at insects and shit. But some are very creative, bro. They'll, they'll crawl around the leaf. Like, the leaf-footed bug, like, if you look for it and you mm-hmm. think you find it, it'll crawl around the leaf. And then you'll kind of peek your head around it and it'll literally crawl, like, out of your sight constantly. And it does it really good. And that's just one example. Like, there's lizards or shit that can really stay out of your sight very easily. Wildlife, you know what I mean? Knows how to stay out of your sight as a bigger animal or whatever very easily. Um, why can't a human way ahead of us that's, like, really intelligent, right? More intelligent than we are with our phones and our shit, like, you know. Like, why couldn't that be? It could be. But, like, I don't know that. But I like to think that. Or it's just us and we did eventually break into the time realms and we started fucking with some shit. And now we're seeing some shit overlap. Or that's just the reality we actually live in where we do see different time frames and different realities overlap sometimes simultaneously because of the weird universe or world, the complexities that we're in, you know. I don't know. I think that those those things all the time, though, like that it could be humans in the future or like some shit. Fucking I mean, we can't <laughs> go deep, deep into the ocean. So who's to say... If we figured out that sort of technology fucking thousands of years from now, millions of years, however far ahead of time it would have been or could be, why wouldn't they just inhabit places underneath the ocean? Because, you know, they're able to fly through space, fly through our atmosphere at rapid at rapid speeds and in an airtight sort of UFO, you know, aerial craft. Why couldn't they go underneath the ocean and fucking inhabit that area where it's fucking black as fuck or you know dark as fuck where you can't see anything where the titanic is maybe those people didn't fucking disappear trying to search for the titanic maybe they got they could kidnap or maybe they're running uh maybe they're running tests on those people time the fuck out because we're going to come back to the ufo <laughs> alien possibility where they're living in the ocean we'll come back to that maybe, but now maybe they got abducted by the aliens underneath the ocean Dude, no. and they're, they're running tests on under- <laughs> you think that I don't you think know. that I'm they no but sometimes i think like maybe they got kidnapped all those billionaires Possibly. Or they hey. just had to go away because they were connected to Epstein or some shit. So they just had to go yeah. away. It could be I possible, don't know, man. man. I don't fucking know. I'm I don't not know saying what that's true. This is all allegedly. Where'd they get their money from? Where are those billionaires from? I didn't know too much of their backstory. Well, so. one of the guys, dude, apparently went to, like, the Mariana Trench or some shit. Like, the deepest part of the fucking ocean. Uh-huh. Like, one of the guys on that. So maybe he knows the thing that the went down to the Titanic and, and, and imploded, they say, right? I mean, maybe it did. I mean, I'm not saying it didn't. They, apparently, that's the evidence that's at hand, right? And I don't think they'll find bodies or nothing, right? Like, that's probably not likely, right? They probably got eaten by sharks or some shit as they floated up or something. I don't fucking know, dude. That's some crazy shit to think about. But what if they went down and then they hopped in another vessel and they're like, all right, we got to get out of here because some shit's about to go down? Yeah. Would a body float to the ocean after it implodes or the, you know, supposedly implodes underneath that deep, you know, in the water? 
would it float to the ocean if there's not any air being um you know created inside their body would it float or would it sink right i mean would it go to the depths of the ocean back to the floor or would it float back up for a shark to eat it and from what i've heard there's like weird squids down there and fucking like crazy piranha things that create their own light right or like I see. I've only seen books or pictures of that sort of thing. I don't know what type of life is down there in the that dark abyss of an ocean. You know, does at anyone the, right? at the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, dude, right. that's the mystery, bro. Right? Like, no one knows, and it's so crazy that everyone likes to walk around and act like we fucking know shit. That always bothered me growing up, but I thought, oh, it's because I'm a kid. I don't know shit. Yeah. Now you know, I'm still young. I'm turned 29, but, dude. Come on, man. Kids are just be kids still. We just grow up to be bigger kids a lot of the time. People are just playing games and shit. We don't know shit. And I don't mean to say, like, we don't know how to do some things and uh, basically create alchemy on a grand scale like we do with agriculture and like we do with feeding the world and and all this cool shit, right? Uh, With the tech industry. We could go on and on, right? Delivering mail. Like, we could go on and on how complex all these things that humans do are. It's really beautiful. But also, we don't know anything about, like, why we're here, though. Um, I often think of the Grinch and like at the beginning when they go to Whoville, it's in the snowflake. So Whoville and all the shit that's happening with the Grinch and shit is inside of a fucking snowflake that eventually will melt like and land somewhere and melt. Uh But all this is happening in this weird time frame. It's like, what if that's what our world is? We just, we don't even know. You know, we just don't know. We keep on saying, oh, it's because like. We're planets and like they're in this order and like, you know, and maybe that's true too. But when you look at that, it looks like chemicals going around each other in a Petri dish or some shit. It looks like molecules that are ready to explode at any time. It looks terrifying. It looks like, wait a minute, like we don't know anything about this stuff. And we're talking about going to Mars and shit. Cool. But like we can't even go to the ocean and shit. We think that the aliens are in the ocean. Then we think that they're out there. Then we don't fucking know. Then apparently this whistleblower comes out on the fucking news and is talking about how we've recovered bodies and craft before. And it's like, oh, so they crash landed here. So you didn't go find them. So you're not like out there deep spacing with people and you just didn't say anything about it. You clearly can't go to deep space with people. That's for sure a real thing, clearly, because they haven't done it yet. Right? When was the last... Last time they went to the moon, I think pretty recently, but Before like they don't go that often. Born, they don't bro. go that often if they go. Like, you know, has anybody there's a lot gone of weird back? shit that just doesn't make sense. And, 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 and when you think about aliens, possibly, like we're talking fucking aliens, extraterrestrial life, you mean that they crashed here. So then that means they're trying to come find here. Or is this all just some kind of hearsay? that this guy was put up to do the cia's in on it trying to delude the public to believe aliens are real so we can blame it on that and now we need trillions more dollars for the defense system like who knows dude but that's for sure what would come from it we know that even if that's not a conspiracy and that's not the plan that like really it's just trying to scare the american public by talking about ufos and extraterrestrial life to to basically agree to put more tax dollars down for defense against aliens and shit, right? That that could happen. That will happen if people are scared. Like, that's just what will happen. People will give it up. Fear always wins on that one. That we believe the, the, the military will always fix the problem, you know? Hello, everybody. This is Tyler Colombero, the host of the Symbiosis Now podcast, as well as the host of the Cali Ag podcast, which is new. It is launching. It's ready for you to hear. Here's a little intro clip to get you enticed. I hope you can go check it out on Spotify and all the platforms out there. Check it out.
Welcome to the Cali Ag Podcast. I'm Tyler Colombaro, and I'm the host of this podcast. This podcast will ultimately be an exploration into all aspects of California agriculture, from the crops, to the land, to the water. Listener, if you were not aware, the state of California provides an unquantifiable amount of produce to the world. We will feature guests on each episode that work and lead the agricultural trajectory and symbiosis within the state of California. So listener, join us, tell your friends, and tell a farmer about the Cali Ag Podcast. So what what if instead of them being from the future, aliens, UFOs, what if they're from the past, bro? Because you know how the the pyramids and shit were made way back in the day, how there's no explanation for how they even got made. And then the what's the um, driest impact theory about how, you know, something or a comet might have hit the earth, whatever, you know wiped out civilization from back then uh the whole uh city of atlantis whatever underneath the ocean so what if you know that's why i bring up the ocean again what if only a few of those people or uh creatures whatever they could have been back back in those times survived and they the only way they could seek refuge was underneath the ocean bro or you know, because it was covered, like, it was all ice back then. Or, you know, this is just a theory, right? I don't know too much about it. But what if, you know, that civilization was so much more advanced back then that they could fucking fly around space, they could travel underneath the ocean, they could, you know, do all kinds of crazy shit and build pyramids like that back in the day. Yeah. Um you know, maybe they figured out a way to survive and hide from us in this, you know, in that amount of time, that span of time. I don't know. Another theory. Maybe that's what UFOs are, bro. Could be. Hey, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that's not the case, but I'm not saying that is the case either, right? Mm-hmm. It's all just speculation, entertainment, folks. Yeah, you know, it's all conspiracy <laughs> theory brought up, you know, by myself. But there, there's know. a lot of interesting factors of what you brought up, though, and like, I think that there's holes in the argument, but at the same time, there's holes in every argument that has to yeah. do with UFO anything because that's the point. What's really interesting to me is what happens to society when this is brought up on the mainstream news. And how we all start discussing it in our little circles and we think we know what we're talking about, right? And then we think we're like, yeah, for sure. How we'll feel (laughs) if aliens are here and like what that means. If it is humans, say you said like the driest impact theory, Graham Hancock style, right? Where Mm -hmm. like the fucking comet hit the earth, disrupted all civilization. But what if there were some survivors that still had the tech, bro? Mm-hmm. And they carried on, and those are what "quote unquote" the aliens are, extraterrestrial, uh, uh, whatever. These other form of intelligence actually is. It's just humans that made it through that, that still had their technologies of whatever they were using, and then they just continued. But then they were like, "Yo, the rest of the world, we can just keep them out of our game, like out of our shit. Like we have our own empire, or whatever." 
But I think at some point it would have been documented or people would have talked about it. And I think there is things like that. But how do we know? Because we can't even tell the fucking weather, man. Like, you know, like I'd be, I have a bone to pick with the fucking weatherman. Yeah, weather they're person, never right, bro. The meteorologist at hand. Mm-hmm. Well, no matter what channel, you know, you guys are always fucking, fucking wrong, Kobe. bro. Kopi, man. No. <laughs> Shout out to Kopi, bro. Kopi's the only cool one. <laughs> no, that's he what he wanted me to say. Anymore, bro. No, but honestly, uh, the meteorologists are always, they're just a little off, man. I don't know what that is. The apps, everything. And it's like, we can't even tell an hour or two in the future. Bro, I remember for like a couple weeks ago, there was literally thunderstorms that were predicted like oh. by the hour. But never came. And it was like every hour, like it'd be like 1 o'clock p.m., 1 in the afternoon, and it'd say thunderstorms. And then the rest of the day be sunny or cloudy or whatever. But then it, it never come. And then it just kept saying, oh, no, you check again at 2 o'clock. Then you check again, it says 3 o'clock, and there's thunderstorms. And then you check it a couple hours later at 6 o'clock, it says thunderstorms. Thunderstorms are never coming. And this like happened a couple days in a row recently, right, to where I was just like, yo – I'm not going to document it like all crazy, like conspiracy guy writing shit down and then publishing an article about it. But I'm going to talk about a little on the podcast about how we don't know shit, bro. Like we don't know shit. We don't know how to tell the weather. We trust people with this information, but it can only gauge so much. It's a beautiful tool to have, but it can only uh, predict so many factors. And there's so many other factors at hand in the actual ecosystem of the earth, right? No matter what it is. So then when we're talking about forecasting, like what aliens would be like even or how they would communicate and learn to communicate with us or it's almost more plausible that they've been here all along because they'd know how to communicate with us because they'd seen us grow up like little little children, you know, Mm -hmm. that would make more sense, right? They've been watching us for a while or they're just like now trying to come out into the world because they're from somewhere else they got all this tech wherever they're from some rick and morty shit they're trying to connect planets in interplanetary species type shit going on or it's not that complex and a lot of things that are told to us are a stretch they're not a lie they're in the documents right but there's not photographs and video and them saying, look, this is the fucking body that we recovered. Like, look at what it looks like. We have uh, x-rays right here, all this shit that other people can look at and sort it out and be like, no, this is true. This is this is some weird fucking species. This is not of this world, blah, 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 right? But when they word it like it's uh, materials that are not man-made, they word it like not that. Not of or this s- earth. Yeah, or mm-hmm. something, or like not made by humans, right? Mm. It's like, okay, so it could be made by a machine, but that was designed by humans. Like, I, it sounds like a weird loophole, but like, bro, we don't know what the fuck's going on under the wraps, bro. The new tech and shit that the industries have. Like, fuck the military even. Think about what the military, like, companies like Lockheed Martin and shit could make for, like, some big baller under the table, that some billionaire that we don't even know who they are. That's just like, yo, I want, a, I want a cool-ass, like, drone that can go hella fast. I want to fuck with some people. You'll, they'll never find out that you made it for me. We'll do a deal under the table, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure there's people out there that make fucking tech. Like Elon Musk that no one knows. They'll make some cool-ass tech for some rich-ass guys. They could be fucking, just fucking around. Like, you know, or even deeper, our own military and stuff has had this shit for a while. And other militaries, and they do weird-ass shit. And they're on another level. But the public just can't really keep up with it. Even if we were told, we'd be like, yo, I don't even know. Because, like, I still can't cope with the fact that drone strikes happen so often. And that, like, stealth bombers and shit are a thing and all this stuff. I don't even can keep up. There's all these weapons that everyone's so, like, 
well-knowledged about because they play Call of Duty and shit too much, you know. But this is real shit, real bombs, killing real people, a lot of innocent people that have nothing to do with the situation, too, you know. That's what we're talking about when we're fucking, you know, developing weapon systems like we develop and stuff, which also often leads a lot of uh, UFO conspiracy people or whatever you want to call it thinking that oh it's because we use all this stuff all the time that the aliens now have to intervene it's like dude look humans have been at war for a long fucking time i don't think they want to intervene all of a sudden did they intervene when genghis khan was taking over the world like maybe maybe that's why he was so powerful <laughs> but i doubt it you know but like if the aliens did live in the ocean and there were aliens of some kind they could definitely find one of those little fucking pockets where, like, there's a whole ecosystem inside of it that people don't even find. Like, those things exist on the earth that people find. And it's like, whoa, this is like a cave. But it goes down and there's, like, a waterfall and there's light inside of here. And there's, like, trees growing in here and birds and different species and shit. Like, that happens. Like, avatar-type shit almost, you know? And, like, what if that? That could definitely be a thing. I remember being a teenager watching, like, fucking Pirates of the Caribbean where they, like, go out into the ocean and then they go under the ocean to go to the other world. Oh, yeah, And yeah. they go through, like, a portal mm-hmm. in the ocean. What if it's a portal? What if there's, like, portals in certain spots of the ocean, right, that are, like, out in space? But if you hit them, bro, like, maybe that's where those guys went that were going down to the Titanic, bro. They hit the portal. Mm-hmm. And they went out to some wormhole into another reality or some shit. And they're down to go there. They're like, dude, we're going to see. We're going to really, really go see. <laughs> Hey. Or they just were like trying to go see the Titanic in a shitty submarine that just wasn't a good idea. Like I'm not making fun of them. I'm yeah. saying like it just seems like it wasn't a good idea. That's yeah. why it doesn't no, sound logical that sure. billionaires were like, yeah, we'll get in this shit, which doesn't seem logical. But shout out to their families, bro. Yeah. If it, you know, if they really did implode underneath the, the ocean, you know, that that's a fucked up story. But I mean, they're gonna take. They wanted to take a risk to go look at, you know, old fucking silverware in the Titanic. I don't know. Right. And go see, like, some barnacles covering some metal and shit. But, I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I think that's cool. I thought that people could go down there. I always just thought, like, I'd see footage, but it was because yeah. they'd send like, unmanned, ro- like, things, I guess, down there. I thought it was, yeah, I thought they went more often than, I thought people you know? would scuba dive that shit, bro. That's li- really my dumbass thought that. <laughs> I thought people would just be scuba diving down For there on the daily. Imagine that's, like, well, a Mandela effect-ass thing where some people are like, no, I swear I've never seen scuba divers in the Titanic swimming around, but... Most of us don't because we're like, nah, we've, we we somehow split into a different reality at some point. Well, bro, on the movie shit. on the movie Titanic, don't they show footage of them fucking exploring the Titanic with the little a little submarine or something? I think something? it was like a, a robot submarine. Though, Is yeah. that what it but was? There's no people in it and shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They didn't take the old lady that was Rose. They didn't take her down there. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, something Imagine. like that, bro. They took her down there? I think that someone that was in that in shit was on the thing, though, bro, or some shit. I don't even know. That's some wild shit. But sometimes when you see those things and, uh, like, the UFO thing that see – how, see how it gets us all wrapped up? It gets us all fucking wired up, bro. We want to talk about it. Why? When you hear this shit on the news, it's kind of weird because it is a talking point. It does get society talking about it. And, and it becomes a topic, like, of discussion. And often then all your conversations that day had to do with that somehow – it a f- propaganda, whatever you want to call it, bringing up something on a mass scale does make people talk about whatever with, that is. With, whatever that is. With the submersible? 
that UFOs, mm. Ukraine war, whatever's happening today. Yeah, I heard the is going to be bleeding news, and then tomorrow it's old news on with the new. But it's like no, these things are really fucking happening though. These things we keep hearing about. But it depends on what our focal point wants to be on a daily basis. And if we're just jumbled around, like, focus on this, on this Titanic problem now, and then focus on the Ukraine war now because it's heating up. But now focus on the gas prices, you know, because we're just going to keep talking about the gas prices all day long. That's all we're going to talk about today, this week. We're going to talk about gas prices all We're going to talk about COVID for fucking two years. And that's all we're going to fucking talk about. We're going to talk about it all. That's all we're going to talk about. And Donald Trump, fuck Donald Trump for two years. That's all we're going to talk about, you know. That's what I think happens, and it's weird. But if we were to just remember, I'm not saying that we can change all that shit. The only way we as a people could change it would be to to absorb that information when it comes, but to be like, eh, but it's trying to set me on a, a wild goose chase. It's, it's trying to send me down a rabbit hole. It's trying to send me into a loop that I, I think I'm welcome in, and I'm not. You know, It's a trick, and we all have to just remember that, like usually. It doesn't mean it's not news. It just means that it's like whatever way it's spun to you is not all the information. So take it as a grain of salt. And obviously most of us can't fix it. We don't have the control. But when we start talking about aliens, it changes the game. Because people start like thinking, well, how does that fit into my religion? Like people start having heavy thoughts, bro. And they're like, well, it's going to have to somehow fit. And then pretty soon the pastors are like, oh, remember Enoch, the book that was banished. We're bringing it back in. Like who knows, bro? Like People could do shit like that in the future. Because there was a book, the book of Enoch, that got like taken out. But apparently... He was one of the few, like, or like the only, uh, what would you call it, the sage or the um, the prophet that got taken by God. Like, God took him to be with them. If you read that book, it's, like, not in the Bible anymore, but you could find it. It used to be in the scriptures, right? But the point is, is, like, what, what would society do? That's all I'm saying. Like, all of a sudden the church could be like, well, how does this fit into our religion? Like, well, somehow we have to make it make sense. Religion's always done that, you know? Because that's a big deal breaker for a lot of people. Wait, what do you mean there's extraterrestrial? Like, what do you mean there's other things out there that God created then, right? So they can talk to us. They speak God. It's like, no. Like, what does God speak? We don't even know. Like, you know, come on. Like, we can figure it out, but we don't even know what would be at hand, bro. It would change everything, though. And that's why the talking, the discussion keep coming up on a global scale. All of a sudden, it's like kind of weird because it'll change everything. It'll change the way people view the way that they live their life most of the time, especially for those that didn't really think about it that much because I feel like there's a little bit of a high at the beginning of talking about UFO stuff and thinking that, oh, what if I don't actually know what I'm talking about? All of a sudden you're like, oh, you get all like giggly and you're like, oh, I'm down to be just told this crazy conspiracy and this is how it worked and you believe it. That's how it happens at first. You get high off the lie and then you're like, oh shit, that was some shitty lies. I don't get high on that lie no more. And then you jump to another conspiracy. Like we've all done it. We're conspiracy junkies, right? In this modern culture. But we have to come off that junky shit after a while and just think about it logically and be like, why is this being talked about so much? And then what's gonna come of that though, if that really means that though? Or is this just something to bring up again? Like to just kind of throw people on a fucking goose chase to just start talking about aliens and shit, even though it might not even be an actual threat at the moment, you know? Yeah. But the weather, we can't tell. So that's why I feel like it's hard to put so much money. We're talking trillions, bro, into the, the defense department of the United States government. Like, it's fucking weird, bro. It's like 56% of all our tax dollars or some shit go to that, bro. Isn't that wild to think about? It'd be like, wait a minute, what? 
Like we're just, we are blowing up places then with our dollars. Like right now I'm working hard. I'm making my money down at the bar, you know, but most of that taxes that I'm paying the federal government is going to bomb things that I don't agree with. But I can't change it just because I have that opinion. I understand that. I'm not trying to act like we all just ha should have a say, you know, we have to collectively have a say. But I think the, the game's been rigged too long, you know, the, the goalposts keep shifting too much. So we just got to do our thing and talk about it, I guess, every now and then. Because if we don't, bro, what the fuck? Like, what does aliens mean for society, you know? But I don't really know if I believe. I, I really often have to be like, nah, I think, I think we're being fucked with. I don't trust our government even a little bit. I don't trust our fucking politicians even a little bit. Just another distraction. It's another thing that we can't control that is fucking scary. You know, like a virus. It's, we can't control it. It's fucking scary. It's microscopic. An alien, oh, they're fucking aliens, but they're not humans. There's no reason. Like, they don't walk down the street, you know. We don't shoot guns at them, you know, like we do in war. Like, what do we do with them? Like, you know, like, it's weird. It's just, it's so mind-fucking to think about the reality of what that would mean then. That's some Rick and Morty shit. Like, I, I hate to reference Rick and Morty so much, but, like, bro, it's like that. Where, like, there's different people from different planets. In the it's like there are different realms and different fucking universes and shit. And they're all, like, somehow interjoining. And, like, that's what that would kind of resemble because that's what the world that we'd be talking about would exist. And I just don't know if that if that's there. I feel like it would have already happened by now if aliens were just, like, lurking, you know? They got to wait for us to, like, be t so technological to where we're just machines. Like, I don't know, like, anymore, you know? What do you think about the Internet being taken away? People talk about it like it's a huge top. It's like, it's like saying taking guns away. But it's like shutting the internet down or maybe the internet won't be available sometimes for certain hours worldwide anymore pretty soon with the population and blah, blah, blah. You think that's valid? I don't think they'll take it away, bro. That's like saying, you know, they're going to take away all guns and firearms. Um, it's dangerous in certain people's hands and, you know, it could consume a lot of people's lives. Right. Um, but it's... I mean, it's all about how you use it, I guess. Uh, maybe, maybe they might um, limit certain people or certain, you know, not limit, but like um, censor certain certain people and their ideologies, you know, that they disagree with. Right. And, you know, that's what canceling is basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't even agree with agree with that. You know, canceling and and taking away people's, you know, right to freedom of speech. I, I think if you don't agree with certain people and what they're saying on the internet, then just don't fucking listen to them. That's how I feel about it. Uh, why we should just fucking sh completely shut people out? I don't agree with that. But like, as far as taking the internet internet away from everybody, that that's what's being talked about right now. No, I just feel like people talk about that as like a genuine fear or like just the actual um, ability to continue to provide the service for such a large population at the rate that it probably costs with prices rising and everything. You know what I mean? It's more like the availability of it. Will it be able to even function? Like I think that some people are just trying to bring it up as a talking point, kind of like uh, taking away guns and stuff and gun rights and all this stuff. It, so much would have to happen from the foundation itself to change that. 
Um, same thing with the internet at this point, you know. So I agree. I feel like it'd just be really hard to to say it's just gone. But it's a topic, and it's a weird topic because it's mm-hmm. kind of with the sensory bullshit that people are always trying to censor everything too much, mm-hmm. try to cut things down too much. Because I am a fan of what you had just said. If I'm watching something, I don't fuck with it. I don't watch it anymore. Even if sometimes I thought I liked something and all of a sudden I'm a little turned off by it, I don't even watch it anymore. I decide. That's the point of a free market. And that's what everyone that's pro-capitalism and all this shit, you should be on that side then apparently because it's a free market. The market itself decides. Uh, Some comedian, you don't like what they're saying, don't watch their shit. But the people that watch their shit and think it's funny are going to watch it. If we made it illegal... That'd be really weird, and it would be suppressed, and people would still do that kind of stuff under yeah, the table anyway. It's just sure. like everything else that we make black market. And and how would you do that with speech anyways? That's fucking weird. I think the market decides. There's a large market that still thinks uh, farts are funny. Like, you know, going, you know, or whatever. People <laughs> think that shit's funny. Still. Yeah. Like, kids think that's funny, but there's oh, also the a big time, population bro. of the world that probably doesn't. They think that's like, oh, my goodness, that's just too western or some shit right or whatever like it's just too weird to like joke about yeah um you could say something across the board but this black and white like all or nothing approach doesn't work in a world of a democracy for sure and any kind of symbiotic connection any kind of interpersonal communication any kind of societal like connection we're talking about global shit global issues on a daily basis it seems like most of us but yet we don't even know where a lot of places that these things are happening are on the globe let alone what it takes to make a global change in those global impacts at this point um it's like trying to find a needle in the haystack it seems very formidable every battle is uphill um, that's why a lot of people like to take the activist and the political route because it's the only way when you change laws, things change, but they still don't change the way you wish them to change. Like it's just part of your dream gets worked in with a bunch of other shit that's on the bill that gets signed, you know. It's pretty wild how law even works, but things don't actually change. Morally, like a moral compass of some kind, th- people would have to change. And I don't really see that uh, being an important factor in most people's day-to-day lives. I mean, some people, but I don't think a lot of people live with a moral compass like they used to. Like we, dr- like we drive and it's so faceless. I get why people don't care when they cut you off. They put you in a deadly position and they just drive on because they're like, well, it ain't me. Yeah. It's very selfish For though. And sure. we have to normalize that because we all kind of do it sometimes. And, and not even to be an asshole. Sometimes it's just what, the way that the, the lay of the land, like it's just the way that shit happened, you know. And it's terrifying, but that, you know. Well, you were mentioning earlier about how you're all about team instead of me. You know, when you were talking about your tips that you take. Not everybody has that same approach. A lot of people will just fucking take the tip and pocket it for themselves if they're not about the team. Because at the end of the day, it's I, I made my share of what you know right. was given to us or me in, in particular. Right. Not everybody has that sort of outlook on life, and it, it comes down to moral compass. Not everybody has that moral compass, and maybe it's because of the beliefs that they were instilled with, you know, being raised. Me, me personally, I, I was raised Catholic, so maybe I attribute a lot of that to the belief in God, you know, believing that there is a higher power that fucking looks at everything I do and judges me based on that. So I take that into consideration anytime I'm, I'm you know, making any sort of any sort of decision based off of my moral compass, you know. Um, but yeah, to go back to your about the Internet, you know, I. I think we're too deep into the internet right now, how much we rely on the internet, how we communicate with so many different people with the internet. 
I don't think they could just fucking pull the rug from underneath us with the internet. That's the but, beautiful thing about the internet too, right? When it was created, is it wasn't really created. It was more like it was tapped into. It was. It, it's a design that almost can't be destroyed because it's about tapping into the way that like the fabric of our existence. It's kind of weird to think, right? Because it's not just about uh, 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 physical connections. We don't have to have a cord from everything, right? This is all waves through the air, right? Uh-huh. So like about tapping into this source that's almost like an intelligence of its own we've learned to tap into. And we utilize it this very basic way with like a keyboard and shit and a fucking paper and pen and shit. Like that's how we still get down. But like the internet is like, the fabric of all existence and apparently it was created during the cold war like tapped into more by the military and utilized to send messages and emails quote unquote or whatever because it was something that could not be destroyed even if nuclear war happened and we blew the whole fucking planet up there'd still be some form of communication out there right and like so it proves like it can't be really destroyed so taking it away isn't really uh probable because people could still tap into it. You ever met those crazy guys that they don't pay for internet? They know how to fucking do some shit to tap in. They don't even have to pay for it. They just know. Like, they wire some weird up shit. Well, I have not. Bro, bro people but... are weird, bro. There's black markets I and shit I for I everything, did, right? Like, people do weird <laughs> shit, bro. Like, they're into weird shit. Like, just like a fire stick's so common, right? A jailbroken fire stick. A real yeah, common oh, piece okay. of tech, right, that people fuck with and make it. You uh-huh. know, people could do that with the fucking internet and shit. So they can still tap into shit. But it's a matter of if those big companies like Xfinity, Comcast, whatever, if they'd want to continue to serve so many people or if they can afford to or if it's even utilizable or like uh, efficient at a certain point to pay all these workers to always maintain all this equipment and blah, blah, blah because with these industries, there's a lot of upkeep. Like when our internet goes off for like a, like an hour or two, we're pissed. We're like, you better prorate me that hour, that 50 cents, man, because I'm fucking pissed. I, I paid good money for this internet and I need it right now, you know? Uh, but the reality is is there's a lot going into that shit that's out of your control that they're trying to be on and have to pay people to do it. Shit, there's big money in all this shit. So to pay 70 bucks a month or whatever for internet is actually not bad when you think about the reality of like how what it actually costs, all the inputs and shit that it costs to keep that system running and connected to. Not the internet itself, but maintaining connection to it. Right? Yeah. yeah it's probably a high, a high cost, man. No, I think I didn't really think about it until you just brought it up, bro. Yeah, it's probably so they can't take it away though. Like the 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 argument stands, like it's Uh, like it it could be suppressed though. Maybe limiting, you know. Like I think it should be limited for you know children, kids, like getting on the internet. Like Mm -hmm. I I mean, back you know, kids have so much access to things that shouldn't be seen as kids nowadays, right? right? Like. Whether it's being on Twitter, you know, seeing some crazy shit, you know, people fighting, whatever the case may be, you know, wild pornography that they're able to access, or even if it's just fucking um, rhetoric that they see on Instagram, or, you know, like fucking just... What's going down, podcast listener? I imagine that you drive a car when you're out and about, and you might even have a motorcycle per se. And I think that most people that live in the society we live in have a home of some sort. On those things, do you have insurance? That is my question to you. And if you do not, it seems like it's time to get you some. What are you doing out there listening to a podcast? Because 
If you are, at the same time simultaneously, you could be calling Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance to provide you with top-notch service. Give him a call at 559-638-3800. Do you not have a license? That doesn't seem to be a problem. He can set you up. Do I know how? I have no idea, but he can set you up. He claims to know. Are you anything like me? And when you were younger, got into some trouble, had a DUI, and needed an SR-22 insurance? Maybe? I hope not. But if you do, Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance can set you up with the free SR-22. You can find Alfredo looking sharp in the suit on 998 North Manning Avenue in Reedley, California. Or you can give him a jingle down there at the shop at 559-638-3800. Be sure to tell him that you heard about him on the Symbiosis Now podcast and he will set you up ASAP with all your insuring needs. Thank you, Alfredo, for sponsoring the podcast. And now let's get back to the show, folks. I don't know. I think I think kids should be limited. To be honest, I don't. I don't let my daughter get on any sort. Of, I don't even like her being on TikTok, bro. Honestly, because there's a lot of agendas that are pushed on fucking social media sites. You Especially know? TikTok, just because it happens so rapidly, like a like a like a mind virus, or or maybe you could look at it like a positive thing, like a mind uh, drug. I don't know what the fuck you'd call it. Some kind of thing that gets like different clicks high for a temporary amount of time, but it's a thing and it works very quickly. Like, I always feel like that's a good gauge of, like, how fast an idea can spread is through TikTok, bro. Because it's something that so many people are connected to that if you showed footage, right, of a UFO, you think, it sees it, millions of people see it in days. Mm-hmm. And then they, they already debunk it by, like, the fifth comment or whatever, right? Usually when you look in the comments. But at first, bro, people are like, oh, for sure, bro. You have those unbelievable. <laughs> like, I've been that guy where I sent it to, like, six guys. Like, bro, this is real as fuck. And then I'm looking in the comments. And then I'm looking up what the comments set mean. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm hella wrong. This is just one of those light poles or some shit. Yeah. Look like a fucking UFO just floating there, bro. Like, you know. But now, dude, we don't know what's real or fake. So even if we did think that uh things were gonna get like you know harder to get like internet or whatever like is that even real or would we just be told it and be like oh well there's a there's an internet shortage like there's a coin shortage just like there's a this shortage and there's a that shortage like is there though or are we just not managing it properly like is there a water shortage or do we have it all buried in the fucking ground in little plastic bottles (laughs) and then we have it all running out into different canals but only in those canals nowhere else like that's why we don't have a lot of groundwater that's like you know it just makes sense over time to just say, hey, like, why would we trust the fucking people that keep telling us lies? Like, you know, most of the time it's always debunked, like, you know, and then we're not doing anything about it. So it's like, what the fuck are we supposed to say? You keep telling us there's a shortage on this, there's a shortage on internet service. Only the government and certain people that are going to waste a lot of it are going to be able to use it. Like, you know, in businesses, but only if you make so much money, you can afford the bill. Like, it could be like that. It could be like that, you know. Yeah. They just raise the price Gas is like that. Gas yeah. is expensive as fuck. The internet's way more expensive. I mean, I guess on a month basis, maybe not, right? Just to pay for your basic internet in the house. But like, because gas is probably more than that yeah, a month. Bro. But I still, pr- like, I you know what spend, I mean? I probably spend hundreds of dollars It could become that much, in, though. In a month. Right? Because it's it's a it's a fuel source in a way. It's it's about being connected to that resource. You know, how mu- how worth it is it? to us and the same thing I feel with tax dollars like how worth it is it at a certain point to know that all of our money 
goes to war a lot of the time in defense, which we need, but damn, like, that's it. Like, we need more than that around here. And we just keep on paying it, bro. And then they, every price and tax keeps creeping up, and there's a point where it's like, wait a minute. I don't know if we can teeter this line anymore. I think we're in the red no matter what. I'm just working to literally just give money to the government. Like, what the fuck is the society? That doesn't sound like a good end either. And I think that that's why a lot of people – um, start throwing out like these socialistic ideas as a quick fix but those ideas will only be a quick fix as well but there needs to be some solutions at hand right we're getting down this pipe here bro people keep on trying to sh- like wring as much money and resources out of everything but then so many of these corporations and large organizations and these governments waste so much of those resources and that money on things that don't we don't even know literally the pentagon keeps on getting all a bunch of shit thrown at it because they're like you can't even document like you can't even show us basically your tax uh, return and all this shit because you you don't even know where you can't even document where a lot of these weapons go because it's classified and all this shit well then what if they all just go missing to some unknown country and you take the fucking money where does the money go (laughs) like bro it's fucking weird like you know you never know we don't know so there is a point where I think people will just be – it'll be too late and people will be all pissed walking around like we just make money for the government and this and that. But I don't know. We're, we're content most days, right? Like I feel like I still like sleep at night and I don't think about this stuff nonstop. I think that these are real formidities at hand, but I don't think like we're totally fucked. We always just keep figuring it out as humans. But there is a point where we're being like fucked over by those that claim to be like more important because they have more money or whatever like that's the real world like you know and we should put our foot down but it's hard to do that right in the modern world we got to work that's how much effort we have that's how much energy we have on a daily basis but that system itself is designed to drain you of all your ambition so you don't actually take on the fucking people that are controlling your life inadvertently like it sucks our system would have to change foundationally like i said at the beginning of the episode same thing with if ufos were real our systems and shit would have to change foundationally because it wouldn't just be about human and it wouldn't be about gender anymore and be like are you human or are you this alien or are you this alien like you know if they wanted to be registered right the first revolution started because uh ta- what taxation without representation right was that it was because of um you know, it was because of um, Britain, right, taxing the the U.S. You know, the Americans. Char- they were charging them basically to live in America, but paying fucking Britain, right? Isn't that how it started? Because right. they were like, "You owe us money just for living here," even though. You know the taxes or whatever you're paying is gonna go over because they were the British this, colonies. Like that's what they country. were at first. You know, really, that's yeah. Right. Like the King of England they, was like, "Yo, go there, post up. We'll pay you this much, maybe if you set some shit up, and then you work on our territory, technically." But it's like, come take it from us, bro, because hey. you're way across the pond, and we're all the way fucking over here. Like that's what it became, right? And then they were trying to take too much money and more money, right? It's always more. You take an Just, inch, they take a mile. Like you know. Yeah, okay, so at a certain point, it's going to get to, like, is this government serving us properly after as much as we're being taxed, you know, as much as they're charging us to, you know, basically, inflation would be considered 
us being taxed majorly, right? Because it seems like prices for gas, for food, for fucking all these different things went crazy after the pandemic. And then it doesn't seem like much of our pay has gone up since then, right? I mean, maybe minimum wage has gone up a little bit. But that only means that the people who are getting minimum wage are now closer to the people who are making a little bit above minimum wage, you know? So, And everything in the grocery store is more. At a certain point, people are going to look at the government and be like, man, you guys aren't really fucking helping us as you say you are for the taxes we're paying. Is a revolution fucking, you know? I think that idea is hollow. I think that it's a hollow part of the American, like... uh, idea but it's not real like them them supporting us with as much yeah, as we're like, paying bro yeah. like like i mean we want to believe it but we know we're, it's not we're true. in a safe environment yeah like certain parts of you know the of america are safe for the most part unless you live in a bigger city like fucking you know the the more rampant crime uh you know filled cities baltimore or fucking sacramento you know or not Sacramento, Stockton, like those fucking high crime fucking areas. Yeah, I could see how those may not be as safe, but for the most part, our our cities are safe. You know, a lot of our people, like, like you know, we're more cordial, I guess we're cordial with each other. But to, to say, um, you know, the government is fucking, is doing its part as far as making things easier for us, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, man. Like, there's there's a lot that I feel I have problems with. I don't know. It, it when does a revolution come into play? Are we at that point yet? Would you, you know as far as um, you know people being unhappy? We're not at that point completely, right? I mean, there are certain things that I think they could do better. Our government. Um, but where is that line, you know? Where is, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going on a rant, bro. No, I, mean, I don't think it is. It's like, where do you draw the line? I feel like it's a lot of things in life are this way. The line in the sand should have been drawn many lines ago. Um, when, when, when WAP, Wet Ass Pussy came out by What's Her Face, that song, everyone all of a sudden was a cultural rise and anger on the right usually and a lot of the Christian folk that got upset because they're like, what are our kids watching and are exposed to? But it's like, yeah, but Elvis was shaking his dick around in the 50s. And your <laughs> grandmama loved him till she died, you know? Like, and that, so that, many people. That's bro. the thing, bro. Like, so where did we so, you draw the line? So many right? people are, you know, they focus on the right is doing this wrong. You know, the right always just wants to hold all the guns and they want to fucking, you know, go against gay people or, you know, the LGBTQ community. And then the left is all about gun control. And like they fucking take all that that anger and fight and put it against each other when really it shouldn't be against each other. It should be against the the fucking ones who are making these laws and you know making us fight against each other basically and you could even attribute that to um, to media the internet whatever the whatever agenda is being pushed they want this side to be against you know this side and then this but really it's the fucking ones who are who are making this this argument between us that we should be aiming that focus toward 
See how propaganda works so easy, though, right? Like, yeah, look over bro, here. Like, it's like yeah. magic guy. Like, oh, look no, over like, here while I got yeah. him over here. I'm on a dumbass, you know? Like, exactly, It bro. makes you feel hella dumb, but, like, in a mass scale, it's like, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, it's wild shit, bro. It's happening. And then it's, like, same thing with wars. Like, where do we draw the line? We're like, no more war. Like, we don't draw that line. We keep on going to war. It's like, we're down to go. And then we keep on it? saying the line's getting closer, but we just keep on ignoring the line. You know, that happens with everything, I feel like. Um uh, when you said, like, when Britain was, like, uh, the king of England was, like, saying to those that colonized the Americas at the beginning that you owe us taxes, blah, 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 kept taxing further and further. That is very same, very much the same as it is now because you could even say the politicians that take that mo- – that, that write into law how much money should be taken, get a large part of that money for themselves. The, the rest goes on to a lot of other allocations, right? But – they're still across the pond in the sense of them in their own bubble. They live in a high-class world. They don't struggle day-to-day like you and I or anyone else. And I don't mean we're struggling too hard, but like on the real level, like we know how to survive. Those people don't know how to survive. Those people live in luxury with our tax dollars. So they're in another bubble. They're, in, they're across the pond. They're the king of England. They're not directly taking the money into their own treasury, but they work for a bureaucracy that does that. That's the bigger difference that's between the king. The king kind of had that too, right? He'd have this bureaucracy of like the money goes into our treasury and blah, 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 blah. But now it's like the Federal Reserve is like another decompression part of the equation for society because we can't blame the politicians because they don't have our money. We can't even almost blame the banks because they don't actually have our money. They work through the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve sets the inflation rates. The Federal Reserve sets the debt ceiling and they have to come to agreements between – the president of the United States has to have come to an agreement along with the Senate and everything to appease the Federal Reserve who handles the way money inflates and is valued and shit. That's the creepiest part because it's kind of this this fake idea and age, you know, it's a real agency and shit. But like, man, imagine someone that – you know people like lock themselves to the Chase Bank recently or like they paint some shit or they try to protest or whatever. But it's like, well, go fuck with the Federal Reserve building or some shit. You, you won't even make it to the yeah. door. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you won't even make it on this campus or whatever, the site, because this shit's real. Like, this is this is really the boss, you know? And and we, we blame our politicians, but then we're like, ah, but they're just standing people. But it's like, we voted for them. You said you were going to do this. You didn't even try to do this. That's when we should be mad. But people are also really good at, while they're while they're in office making it look like they did some stuff but really it didn't make a difference and they didn't accomplish what they had meant to do but they make it look like they still accomplished this and this and this like recently the president spoke to the nation or some shit biden and he was saying something about his economics are in on point and we're doing great and uh uh unemployment is at its lowest and i'm like yo unemployment is at, at its lowest because everybody has to work now because they realize the fire under their ass, they're not going to survive anymore. And that means part-time jobs, bro, they don't even make them survive. It's probably that means the people that were living with their parents, now their parents said, hey, man, you're 40. You need to get a part-time job at least and start doing something. That's all that means. That doesn't mean that the economy's fixed. It doesn't mean that we're doing better. It means we're all desperate more because I work two jobs. You know what I mean? Like a lot of us do. That's what it takes. I work multiple jobs, you could say, like because I do other gigs that make me money and stuff. But like the reality is it's like you work a couple things on paper um, that's making your statistics look better, but I'm down here struggling. That's why I'm doing it. I'm not just doing it all for fun, you know? 
So it's really interesting to hear conversations like that when it's like, it doesn't look better, but people believe it as, oh yeah, you know the employment, and then they throw that out there, the employment's better, and then if you vote for any of these other candidates, you're voting for Trump. You hear that a lot now already, because 2024 is around the corner, election years around the corner, we're gonna hear some wild shit. Mm -hmm. So it's our job as people in the society to bring a little focus, and, and notice that a lot of things are just kind of to throw us for a loop. A lot of the, the mamadas, right, the, the hearsay, the bullshit, is really just bullshit thrown at us to make us think about things differently. But when you feel a candidate is good and strong and that's how you want to vote, that is how you vote, right? That's the point of a democracy. But a lot of people out there are already suggesting, and I know that's how it will end up. That'll be the that'll be the slogan, like, don't vote for anyone else because then you're going to vote for Trump. It's like, no, that doesn't mean vote for Biden, though. Like, that doesn't make sense. That's a terrible platform to run on, and that's kind of what it sounds like is happening already. Because Dr. Cordell West is a great option, but I know he won't make it. People think he's kooky and he's old man and stuff, but he is brilliant, and he would change the game. But he would change the things from the infrastructure, from the foundation up. And that would cost money and it would change a lot of things, but people are not willing to do that, bro. Like, just know it. I love that guy. That guy's fucking amazing. I would love to vote for him, but I bet you he may not even be on the ballot in the end because people are going to say like, oh, that guy's a socialist and all this stuff. And it's like, hey, man, some other better options. Like, but we just got to keep choosing these shitty options, you know? Yeah. Well, I haven't looked too much into him, Dr. Cornell West. I did hear he was going to be running, though. Um, Dude, he's been doing work for the people for his whole life, his whole career. Mm. And it's just a direct proof of that. He's an activist, he's done it all. The way he speaks is with power, it's with actual like reason, logic, and a little humor. And I think that's great. Um, but I think a lot of people wouldn't jive with it, you know? Because a lot of people want a, uh, someone that's kind of probably lie to them through their teeth a little bit. I think that's what people like. I think that's what people are enticed by more. I don't know what it is, it's something about the uh, the mass populace that always seems to fall for a charismatic leader. It's like some cult-like shit that's always common. You have to have the looks, and you have to have the charisma, you have to lie straight to your teeth, and people are addicted to it. They love it. You, you happen to see any of, well, because you hear about Robert F. Kennedy uh, yeah. running for president, right. too? Right, right. You happen to see any of his stuff? Yeah, I've watched some of his podcasts and shit, but I feel like he, go, I like him. I think he's a really cool person, and he's done a lot of good work. He needs a lawyer, so he knows how to change laws and make shit happen. But I also think that he goes off the deep end too much at every single one of his interviews on, like, vaccines and stuff. And he's not wrong about a lot of the shit he says. I don't think so anyways. Like, whatever. Like, from the research I've done, from the opinions I have, blah, blah, blah. From the fortress I've built around the idea of vaccinating. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, I think that uh, he goes a little too off the deep end, though, and I think that most of the public won't like that. I think some extremists will. And I think that he's not a terrible candidate either, though. I really don't think so. I think that the two top candidates, Trump and Biden, are the worst candidates. I really do think that, though. That's that's the problem that the the mass public doesn't see, and most people might disagree, like you know, with the, what I'm saying. But I think that that's the case, really. The uh, best logical possibilities are those two, but that won't happen. And Cornell West, he's going for. Um the Democratic Party? Or? I, no, I think he's running in the Independent or the Green Party or something. But mm -hmm. I'm down with it, bro. I'm telling you, I feel like that guy would change things. But, you know, I'm not saying my vote's in for that because I don't even know if it's even going to happen. It's all hearsay when we when all these people start running and shit. Remember when Kanye was going to run and he did and he was on the ballot but no one voted for him? Like, you know, it, that wouldn't have been a good choice, I don't think. But, like, Dr. Cornell West, that'd be a great choice. Like, you know, like when we're talking about someone, someone else from the cultural sphere – that has been actually like uh, helpful Whoa. to the community and the society that he's lived in his whole life, that 
Kanye West doesn't stand a chance in that argument compared to Dr. Cornell West or even RFK because he's done so much litigation, which means he's a lawyer, which means he's sued a lot of people and shit over shit, though, that they could prove about things that a lot of people don't get justice on that really needs to be talked about because some of these big chem corporations in certain ugly industries, they do need to be held accountable for the shit that they do sometimes, you know, um, not just run away with the money and it'll all just be down the drain. As in, like, Big Pharma and, Yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing, though, is, like, I remember growing up and, and being on the side that Big Pharma is, is evil, and it's not really talked about. We see the commercials my whole life, you know, take this pill, everything's fine. But mm-hmm. so many people took Xannies, and they went off the deep end in my age, bro. That was, I feel like, a psyop of some kind, like how people say crack cocaine was implemented in the 80s. And the projects, I feel like Xanax were pushed bro, on the American public during the right, fucking 20, 20 teens. You know, and it happened, and I've seen it happen to so many people, and they still struggle to this fucking day with that kind of shit, you know? So many people. And, I, I mean, that's not that talked about. We'll hear about it later, maybe, you know, when the files are released or the, the whatever. But even if it's not the CIA implementing crack cocaine, like like this, it's, as if that's the same, or the opioid crisis, if it's the same. Instead, it's even worse. It's businessmen that are, like, basically scoundrels that are just trying to literally maximize as much profits as they can. And if they get sued for little settlements, that's factored into the cost of the of the amount of money that they make. As long as they make billions, a couple hundred million here and there for a lawsuit doesn't matter. It's part of the cost that they factor in if they make a cheap product. Like, that's the pharmaceutical industry in a nutshell. That's the way it operates. That That is the way it operates. No one could argue that. The problem is, is when they have so much power over everything, fuck our news and everything, it is kind of weird. It is kind of weird. It puts us in a sedative, sedative state, a very suggestive state, like we're just down to take things to get away from our shit. Like, you know, it's it's weird. It's, mm-hmm. It is problematic and it should be dealt with. But now it's like so many people think that they're benefiting society. And it's like, yeah, in some ways, in subtle ways, some of these companies have. But most of them are this, this huge oligopoly that's just trying to basically feed you some kind of other thing to take that may or may not work and then may have side effects too. And I'm not talking about the vaccines. I'm talking about other pills and shit that have been given and administrated to people and then later had other side effects that killed them and then lawsuits had been fucking settled and shit. And companies like Pfizer and shit pay their shit and they they walk on. They still maintain their company. They still do their shit. Those people are dead. They pay a bunch of millions, and maybe those people are living fat on an island now. They don't really care anymore all of a sudden. But it's a weird way to operate. And that to be like the dominant industry along with like the military industrial complex, along with the prison industry, like those are like our biggest industries. Like that's fucking scary. You mean it's bigger than Amazon? Like what the fuck? Like yeah. Like yeah. It's like it's big as agriculture. Yeah. It's like that. It's fucking crazy shit. Well, I mean, it goes back to what you say about, um, would you say biochar and how not a lot of people know about that because they're pushing like big ag and they're, um, I mean, I don't know too much in, in, on the topic, but they're pushing their, their old, their old ideologies, right? As far as how to farm and, you know, same with big pharma, they're pushing, Oh, medicine or you know pills or you know this this sort of uh, cure I guess you could say is the way to go about things big pharma you, you know you take a couple pills that'll relieve your pain or relieve whatever symptoms you're having at this time is it the same with that you know the biochar that you're speaking about and um, 
you know, this is the way to run the farm and, you know, using this other, which is, isn't, isn't helping, um, big ag or, you know, which isn't helping the way we have grown the farming industry to, to make money basically. Right. Or am I along those lines? Is that that the same sort of thing? I feel like it's exactly the same business model. It's the same exact market model. Because what is biochar? I don't think it's literally like burned plant materials, usually wood and stuff. But it's basically a, a good source of carbon that, with compost and other, even salt fertilizers and shit, it helps make more bioavailable nutrients for plants. And then for years to come, it sequesters carbon into the soil and it does a lot of different things. But the point is, is it could be a game changer. And it has been a game changer for a lot of different applications, whether it's horticultural things like in greenhouses or whatever, like potting mixes and stuff. But really, I just feel like the mass level of it is being not suppressed, but I kind of want to say a little suppressed because these other models are dominant. The conventional model is dominant to throw fertilizers, essentially pesticides um, as broad terms, right? But you could say as throwing pharmaceuticals at the soil, at the plants, like that's what's happening. Yeah. It's not the farmer that necessarily the patient, but farmers aren't what you think they are anymore. A lot of people grow for a company or they grow for some big deal. So they have to grow it a certain way. And the company says what's going to go on it. The mm-hmm. grower doesn't even really have a say a lot of time, you know, maybe they, they do. It depends on the operation, right? But a lot of things have, are, have changed since people think just like farmers or like some small operation. It's hard to come across that. And if it is, it's more like a small market or it's like local produce, like small thing, right? But this grand agriculture shit, I think a lot of things have been suppressed for a long time. Just like the use of glyphosate has been talked about a lot. Roundup. Uh, there's a lot of science. There's plenty of science to prove that it's not necessarily good. And the obvious thing is that it kills plant life. It kills life and shit. It's not good. It's something that shouldn't be in the food, oh. and on the food and shit. Like, but instead, it keeps getting used because we have to look the other way because it fits the business model we're looking for. We have to have no weeds in those orchards. We have to have a, a successful grain harvest. Whatever the application may be, it has to be used. And, and people don't want to change that foundational um, way of producing it because it it falls out of line it costs money and then it now has to be a new foundation with new ideas and people don't like to give up what they've already begun people usually get invested in their career and they stay in it and that's all they do because if they jump out of it now they have to they feel like they have to make up lost ground right mm-hmm. same thing with build from plants the and up. all this other shit yeah you or anything the systems that we're talking about in our society in in government whatever they'd have to change from the foundation up and it would take a lot more than just talking about it. It would take a lot of energy. It would take a lot of different documents being passed around, a lot of shit going on that a lot of people don't have energy for. You know, I don't blame them. It's too much. So we all got to just do our little thing. That's what I like to do. I like to do my own little part mm-hmm. in the big thing. I feel like that's what you do, bro. That's what that's what anyone listening probably is doing. We're just doing our part in the whole connectivity of it all. And it does matter, especially if we carry the torch with pride or whatever. You know, we carry the torch with like gusto and we know what we're doing makes sense and it has a purpose. Even if it's small, it makes sense and we have to survive and we have to make it to the next level. We have to teach our kids not to take too much shit, but know how to fall in line, sadly, because it's the way of the world. We have to teach how to have transparencies amongst each other, like to notice that like we can't talk about certain things right here, right now. We could talk about them later, you know. People have to have that reverence. 
You know, we have to learn how to do those things in these times that we live in. And really, I think it's establishing a better symbiotic connection in the long run. We're all talking about these global issues. We're all concerned about things that we could maybe change. And we want to. The intention is there. And really, if we're living our lives with that kind of intention, we're on to better days. We just have to do it. We have to continue with it. We can't get discouraged. And I think that a lot of the distractions we hear are discouraging us. So podcasts like this with guests like Tigre coming on, which we're so blessed to have, make that worthy. Make that a thing. Make it worthwhile. Make it a reality. So have a conversation out there. Catch Tigre on the Insta. Catch us on the streets out in Reedley. This podcast was created by the Symbiosis Now Network and can be found on Instagram for clips, highlights, videos, blah, blah, blah at symbiosis.now.network. And you can listen to the Symbiosis Now podcast as well as the Cali Ag podcast on Spotify, Apple, and all the platforms. Listener, be sure to tell your friends about the Symbiosis Now Network.